Hey everyone, it's Tony and Cheryl. Welcome to this Tuesday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. That was much better than yesterday's. Yes, we're much more prepared today. I feel like I've got it together. Do you have it together? I don't have it together. You don't? You're like wandering away. I am. Okay. I'm old now. I wander. (laughs) Need a little leash on me or an electric fence or something. I would like a leash for you. So, happy Disney Plus Day. Woo! This is the day we've been, well, I've been waiting for yeah. for a long time, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm very excited. A rumor has it, so this is this is actually Monday night, we are recording at about 8 o'clock, and rumor has it that the Android store has the Disney Plus app available. I just think it's funny that people are out there just refreshing, waiting for these things to show up right? on their, on well, their how, iTunes. How else or are we going to see it? See it? I read somewhere today that uh, you know Disney Plus is supposed to go live at 6 a.m., and the story said that they would have the app available by 9 a.m., Oh, which doesn't make any sense. Well, yeah, because so if we want to watch it on our TV, we have to go, we have to get, how do we get it from our TV? We have to get the app. You can get an app on your TV? Uh-huh. I'm not very technologically or put the app on uh, our TiVo. inclined. Right. Or you can just go straight to the DisneyPlus.com website mm-hmm. and... And check it out there. Gotcha. Uh, Mike, I'm sure Microsoft will have one for their PCs, but there should be apps out at some point tomorrow. Okay. My only hope is that Disney Plus is not maintained by the same IT group that handles <laughs> their travel agent side, because the travel agent website crashes whenever there is something that is in big demand, like when free dining comes out. I think all their sites crash, not just the the. Well, uh, no, the consumer side one. stays up. Does the it? travel agent side definitely closes. So I'm hoping the travel agent guys are not handling Disney Plus tomorrow. <laughs> um, so are you excited to see any particular Disney Plus show? I'm a lot less excited about Disney Plus than you are. Um, I'm excited for it to be out so that we can stop talking about it, but. Of all the things that are out, I guess there's going to be a few. I'll find things. I don't. I don't have anything that Disney's done in the past that I'm excited to sit down and watch. Um, most of those things we already own. You know, oh. any of the movies, all that kind of stuff. I'm not interested in sitting down and watching old episodes of um, Hannah Montana or what. Yeah, I know. Well, my kids are really excited about a lot you of know, that stuff. You know, she's a superstar. <laughs> I've heard. Um, I am excited about the Monsters at Work uh, miniseries or whatever it's going to be, but that's not out, I don't think, right away. No. I'm going to have to wait a little while for that. Um, and I'm hoping that The Sandlot is one of the movies that they have. Um, I have never seen it, and I've heard that it's good, and I've tried to get it from a few different sources, but it's sort of an older movie that is difficult to... Fine, I could buy the DVD. We'll have to check the but. Twitter stream a little later because I think the Sandlot was actually a Fox movie that now that Disney owns them. Oh really? Might be on. Yeah, I thought that was a Disney it's movie. Not a Disney movie. Oh well, whatever. Maybe I won't even get to see it. Yeah. So, so Monsters at Work is coming out in 2020. Um, you know, I'm excited for The Mandalorian, which is a Star Wars show, which is going to be debuting tomorrow. Uh, it's eight episodes, uh, two seasons. Um, I'm excited for a lot of the Marvel stuff, but the Marvel stuff we're not gonna we're not gonna start getting until um, summer, August of 2020. So it's it's you know nine ten months away. They just started shooting. Uh, World according to Jeff Goldblum looks incredibly funny. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. I'm also looking forward to a lot of the old Disney movies from the 60s and early 70s. A lot of the stuff with. Uh, Kurt Russell, Dean Jones, you know, Apple Dumpling Gang, Apple Dumpling Gang 2, 
Uh, oh my gosh, my house is just going to be horrible for the next six months. I'm, those, just, I'm going to have to leave. Some of those classic Disney movies that I grew up with, you might enjoy them. Oh, I don't know. No, come on. I don't know if I'm going to make it. Oh, you'll enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Introduce Disney Plus to the nieces and nephews because I know the girls won't watch. Our girls won't watch it. They won't like any of those old old movies. No, but they'll be watching all the stuff that they used to watch. You know, five six years ago. Right. They'll be watching the, the Disney Channel. That Zach and Cody and the the Sweet Life at Sea <laughs> and Good Luck Baby Charlie and all the all those. Hannah shows. Montana, yeah, they'll be watching all that right. stuff. So, so uh, yeah. By the time everybody's listening to this, uh, you know, those of you who don't have a, a job like me will uh, <laughs> will have been watching some Disney Plus already, and let us let us know what you think. All right. And there's some new wallpaper that's being offered by the Disney Parks blog. It features Mickey Mouse with his uh, tree farm truck and a tree. And it looks like a few different characters sort of hanging out. That is the same, um, I don't know, picture? What am I? The same type of theming. That they've been using on a lot of their merchandise right, with their, that tree farm. Their big theme this year is the Yuletide Farmhouse Collection, is what they're calling it. Uh, Mickey's Tree Farm is uh, being a, a central point of that. Uh, it, it's just pretty cool uh, digital wallpaper. Uh, it's available for your desktop or your mobile device. If you go to the Disney Parks blog, you can get it. Uh, I like that they put up digital uh, a wallpaper maybe two or three times a week. I have to see how to do this because I don't even understand how it works. No, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. There's actually another piece of uh, wallpaper that's up that is uh, somebody going to Jingle Bell, Jingle Bam. <laughs> but it's, 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 it's pretty neat. If, if you enjoy you know, changing your, your desktop, your background on your computer and stuff, uh, you have a couple options a week. Oh, that's right. It's, a, it's the Ugly Duckling and Family at the Jingle Bell, Jingle Bam. Oh, okay. So it's just, it's cool. I don't think I want that one. Okay. So we'll get the Yuletide farm for you. Sounds good. I'm going to have to get rid of my Disney Cruise Line par- uh, ship parked at Castaway Key. Oh, no. That's what my wallpaper is at work. Oh, no. But that's warm. I know. That makes me happy. There was some celebrations for, or some bright celebrations for veterans at Disney today. Because today, um, well... Monday. Monday. Uh, was Veterans Day. Today is Veterans Day. Um, do you know why today is, is Veterans Day? No. So until 1954, it was Armistice Day on November 11th. I don't know if you've ever heard the phrase uh, on the 11th month, the 11th day of the 11th month and the 11th hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is when they signed the armistice for World War One. Okay. Which was, of course, the war to end all wars. Right. And uh, for... 30-some-odd years, it was known as Armistice Day. Um, And then they changed it to Veterans Day to celebrate all veterans in 1954. And uh, Disney posted a little thing on the Disney Parks blog about how they honor veterans today. And uh, Bob Chapek had some stuff to say about veterans. But they're actually going to be highlighting veterans uh, that work within the company and their stories throughout the month of November. Uh, Because I believe President Trump also declared this as uh, the November, the month of for veterans. Um, So uh, not that we're getting political, uh, but Disney has a strong connection to the armed services and their company was founded by two brothers who served their country in World War One. And like I said, the Disney Park blog is going to be having stories throughout the month. So it's uh, pretty cool. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. Um, Beaches and Cream over at the Beach Club is closed for refurbishment, and we are finding out that they're going to be closed a little longer than they uh, originally anticipated. 
Right. So it was closed back in August for an extensive refurbishment, and they have now moved the reopening date to January of 2020. Um, construction walls are still up, and uh, you know, no no word on what the cause is. Um, but all of the ice cream offerings, I believe, except the kitchen sink, are available inside. <clears throat> excuse me, inside aerials at the beach club. And it's interesting. So you used to be able to make reservations for Beaches and Cream. And I went on today to look because we're going to be there in January. So I went on to look to see if I could get a reservation for January. And they don't offer any reservations for January, nor are they offering any for February. I went ahead and looked. So um, I guess they're probably holding out on opening up reservations until they actually have a an open date. So Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, in Epcot... They're continuing to do work there, everywhere in Epcot, including the restrooms. That's right. So the restrooms that are closest to Test Track, Mission Space, and Mouse Gear, which are technically the future World East uh, restrooms, are going to be closed from today through early 2020. For an extensive refurbishment. Now, those are the freestanding ones, right? They're like, sort of looks like a big block. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And usually if you go past it, it's usually towards like the, uh, one of the little gardens and playscapes during the, mm-hmm. uh, the garden right. uh, festival. Okay. Flower and garden festival. Um, there's also an animal service, a service animal relief section right there also. And that is being temporarily located just north of where they are right now. Okay. All right. And moving over to Disneyland, uh, over there at Tarzan's Treehouse. They had a bit of a little accident, and they had to close things down for a while. It seems that a dad, in trying to demonstrate to his children that the um, rope bridge was sturdy, jumped very hard and broke one of the wooden slats. Which actually led to an evacuation of the uh, ride. Um, There were no injuries reported. Uh, Cast members did try to... Uh, find the offending guest and their party. Um, guests were denied access. It was originally listed that the treehouse would be closed indefinitely, um, but as of a 9 a.m. Pacific time this morning, the treehouse has been reopened. Yeah, I mean, I they only have prepared. to just recruit, release a board they not the end of the, the world. Um, but, I mean... Probably, sh- I mean, you, you probably shouldn't be jumping on them like a crazy person, but, you know, that's the kind of thing that maybe people just don't think and they do, and they probably should be built well enough that uh, they can stand up to it. So, right. I don't, I, you know, it was dumb, but I wouldn't really, you know, I don't really think it was, like, malicious or anything. No. Um, and moving way over outside of the park to Universal Studios, they have a new hotel that is scheduled to open. It's called the Dockside Inn and Suites. Um, and it was scheduled to open in May of 2020, but they have actually bumped that date forward and it's going to have an opening date of March 17th of 2020. So about two months ahead of time. Um, and that is a sister resort to the Endless Summer Resort. Um, I think they're across the street street from each each other. other. Um, This looks really nice. It's... It reminds me of a more upscale version of one of Disney's value resorts. 
Right, and the funny thing is, uh, these are value resorts, and their price are prices are starting at eighty five dollars a night. I mean, technically, I think what does Disney's value start at? Not much above that. It's at least one twenty. I don't think so. It's two ten during holiday periods. I said, what does it start at? We're talking about starting at. Oh, I'd have to look that up. Why do you hit me with these questions? Well, because I mean, you're saying like eighty five dollars a night, like it's so cheap, but that's you know that's starting at eighty five dollars a night, and I don't think that's too far off from what the All Stars start at. All right, well, you talk for a second, and I'll look it up. Well, I think that's like our last story. How much more could I possibly talk about? Uh, just yammer on like we <laughs> do when we're driving in the car somewhere. <laughs> Why don't you pause it for a second while you look it up so I don't have to yammer? So I did look it up, and it looks like the cheapest price in an All-Stars, which is Disney's lowest-end value, is $112. Uh, that is for a one-month period, actually a three-week period between January and February. Uh, lowest other than that is around $128. So, so you would, yeah, but you would say starting at $112. So it's, in, it's, it's in the ballpark. It's $30 yeah, so, more I mean, expensive. That is still, though, I mean, that's when you go percentage-wise, you're talking, you know, probably 25% less than... Than Disney, so that is pretty impressive. Although that may be their starting price, maybe a one week right. stretch of time that they offer that price. Who knows? Exactly. But um, I'd like to get over there and check out those resorts. We haven't, I haven't seen a lot of those resorts at Universal Studios. Yeah, I just, I don't, you know, with their value resorts, you don't get the Universal Express Pass, and that is such a big benefit to mm-hmm. staying at one of right. their, you know, I want to say more, more deluxe properties because they're not really deluxe. What do you mean? Well, they are deluxe, but. Um, they're deluxe. They are. I mean, they've that they started out only having deluxe That's properties. I mean, true. the pricing is certainly deluxe. All right. Um. So, what would we like to talk about now? That I feel like oh, we're done with our news, aren't we? We are. We're gonna bring go back to our first timers' uh, guide to Disney, and talk about dining plans. So, in our our last talk, we talked about the resort categories, and we went through each one of those, and. You know, let's just say that our guest has picked their resort category, and now the next thing you need to think about is dining. Yeah, people usually bring it up themselves. They've heard about dining, uh, especially they've heard about free dining. They'll always ask, "Is it? Do we get free, free dining with this?" Um, but people hear about the dining, and they're they're usually very interested in it. Um, it takes a lot of or a bit of looking at your numbers and seeing if it's right for your family. And a lot of times it depends on the makeup of your family, whether or not it might make sense for you. Um, Children are considered under 10, so up through nine years old, um, which is not very old. So if you have a couple of kids that are, you know, 11 or 12, they're going to be paying the adult pricing. Which is a bit ridiculous because they don't have adult appetites. No, most of them don't. I mean, you may have, you know, an 11 or 12 year old Usually the boys who can really put some food away, but right. it's pretty rare. Um, you know, my two girls, between the two of them at 11 years old, uh, the two of them together couldn't finish a kid's meal. So, you know, it's it definitely was not a good value for us. Um, the pricing that you're going to be looking at for a dining plan, the standard plan, which comes with um, a quick service meal, a table service meal, and a mug is $52.50 for adults and $23.78 for kids. That's per night. Um, and then if you, oh, that did I say quick? That was quick service. I'm sorry. The standard plan is $75.49 for adults and $27.98 for children. And then the quick service plan, which is um, two 
quick service meals and the mug is $52.50 for adults and $23.78 for children. And you're left off with both of those, two snacks per day. Oh, and two snacks per day. You're right. And that's a big deal because snacks are not cheap. They are not. Um, let's see. So it does depend what type of dining that you think you're going to do also. If you think that you're going to do some character meals, those can be pricey. And sometimes it makes sense then to go with the standard plan if it's going to cover you. Another important thing to know about dining at Disney is some of the more popular, more expensive meals actually require two credits. So if, say, you're looking at the price for Cinderella's Royal Table and you think that that's very expensive and so it might make sense to then do the dining plan, you also need to know that you're going to be using two of your um, table service entitlements to dine there. So it makes it not quite as good of a deal. So for reference sake, uh, breakfast at Cinderella's Royal Table is between $59 and $64 per adult and between $34 and $38 per child. And the reason that there's those variations is because that is based on the time of the year. They change um, if it's a very like busy holiday time. You might pay a little bit more. Right, much much like their hotels and their tickets, the pricing fluctuates based on season. Yes. Um, lunch at Cinderella's Royal Table is between $70 and $79 for adults. Um, and kids are that same price. So, you know, that that's expensive. But also then to take two entitlements, right? Th- it's, you know, you got to kind of weigh that. I like to, if you're sort of on the fence and you're not sure, um, I like to go to, what's the site that has the menus, honey? Do you remember? Allears.net. Mm, yes. Allears has all the menus and it has pricing. So I like to sort of go on there and, and look and see if I was not on the dining plan, what would I order or what would it cost for my meal and, you know, figure all that in and then compare it to what I would pay for the um, dining plan. When I've done this, I have never found that we would come out ahead using the dining plan. So I think my advice to first timers is that if you're looking to save money, this is not the way to go. You're not going to save any money with it. But if you're just looking to be able to pay it ahead of time and not have to think about it when you're away, it starts to feel a little bit more like an all-inclusive type of trip um, if you have that. So, And I think from, from my travel agent perspective, uh, it's going to depend on the family because there are some families who go and they want a character meal every day. They're not going to do the Cinderella's Royal Table. Um, you know, Maybe it's a little, even with two table services, it's a little pricey. But to do a character meal every day, you know, the the cost is not only the food, but the experience, the character interaction as well. You know, there's an additional cost for that, which is why some of these prices seem so high. Um, it can be beneficial uh, to do the dining plan. I can see that because I'm looking here at... Um Crystal Palace, where we like to go and dine with Winnie the Pooh, um, lunch or dinner there is $52 for an adult. So, you know, if you're paying $75 for the um, standard plan, which includes your one table service, you're not that far away. You know, it's costing you $24 maybe over, you know, what you would have paid anyway for that meal. So for $24, you're getting two snacks. And, and a quick, an, service, and a quick and, service, you know, and the fact that you've already so, got a mug. So, so on a day like that, you're getting the full value of your of your meal. Right. Now, if you're not going to a character meal, you know, the times we've had the dining plan, you know, it, it, it always means me getting the filet mignon, you know. 
Except it's important to note that they don't have that anymore. There, no place that's a one-table service credit has a filet mignon anymore. What? No, they've. I mean, they've. Disney has definitely looked at the dining plan and how it affects their bottom line, and they are making money on the dining plan. When they first came out with it, they were not. It was a good value for the for the purchaser, but now it's. It's definitely a matter of convenience. And you can come close to breaking even, I would say. So, like, in that, you know, if you're doing a um, a character, especially lunch or dinner every day, right. I think you're going to break even. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think you're really going to come out ahead, but you'll right. break even. Right. Um, if, even if you, though, try to order from the from a menu and you try to order the most expensive thing, I think it's still going to be tough to break even. Now, with your um, table service meal with the dining plan, you get a um, an alcoholic beverage as an adult. You also get a main um, your main dinner, your entree, and you get a dessert. So it's everybody in your party is getting a dessert, and that can also be a lot. And you can't trade that out for anything else. Right. So when you're trying to compare what you would spend, you know, you're not going to if you're a family of four, you're probably not going to order four entrees and four desserts. Um, you also get a an alcoholic beverage now with the quick service. So that's interesting. I don't know what I would do with that. Maybe be buying like little bottles of wine to throw in my purse for later. I don't know. <laughs> like how often do I really need a do well, I need a drink if, with if, every meal? If you're with me, you need to drink often. I know that I'd have to drink two because you don't even drink. Right. So anyway, we hope that that gives you a, a little bit of guidance on what you might want to do if you were a first timer. Um, uh, and, and a lot of it is, you know, working with your travel agent uh, to determine whether dining is right for you. You know, if you're the type of family that does grab and go, uh, more of a quick service family, then you're not going to get the, the plus dining plan, the standard dining plan. Um, sometimes the quick service plan is the way to go. Sometimes people don't mind that quick option. You know, just because it's quick doesn't mean there's no healthy options. Oh, yeah, that's totally true. Um you know, and the other thing you need to think about when you're doing a dining plan is each one of those sit-down meals is an hour out of your day. Yeah. You know, uh, especially if it's a character meal because they've got the meals timed down so that the characters visit each table. You know, they know how long it takes to get through the restaurant. Um, so you need to factor in that time. And if you're only there for a short period, maybe taking an hour every day, you know, to eat is is not for you. And right. it might not be the makeup of your family. Um, yeah, and one other little note, um, I had mentioned free dining um, when we started talking. Um, people, especially for first-timers, hear free dining and they get really excited. And they know, they've heard how expensive dining actually can be. And when you see these numbers, you know, at $75 for an adult for the standard dining plan, and you find out, ooh, free dining, it sounds like a great deal. But it's important to note that when they do run that promotion, um, the... That standard plan dining is only available when you stay at a deluxe. If you're at a value or a moderate, you get the quick service plan. And if you want to, you can upgrade for a price. Um, And also, you are locked into a certain ticket, which usually includes a hopper, which you may or may not actually want the hopper. Um, And it's at the rack rate of your hotel, which most of the time when you're booking, especially during times when um, free dining would be available, you can almost always get a discount on your room. So you're giving up that discount. So even though it's technically free um you pay for it yeah you could you know it doesn't necessarily work out to be the best value so um 
Yeah, just something important to know when you think free dining. And that's the benefit of working with a travel agent. They will tell you. They'll break it all down for you. Yep. So that uh, pretty much is our time tonight. I need to get off of here and see if the uh, Disney Plus app (laughs) has been uploaded into the iTunes store, the app store. Um, You know the drill. Find us on our Facebook page over at uh, Disney Drive Time. Uh, leave us a review on iTunes at Two Dudes Talking Disney. Which I don't think anyone has done yet. No, not yet. Come Maybe on, somebody people. just do do one. Maybe <laughs> Melissa. Come on, Melissa. You Make love me us. happy. Maybe Jason. Um, and if you want to listen to another show, you know, maybe listen to Two Dudes Talking Disney. It's uh, my buddy David and I, and we're two dudes, and we talk Disney. Yeah. So until tomorrow, I'm Tony. I'm Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast. <laughs>